everybody, and welcome to an awesome episode of Podcast. That's right, we are back. I am Jordan here with Brother Brandon. We're back? We're back and blacker than ever. Well, well that's, that's... What? Hey, what? 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 Mixed. Oh, you gotta say mixed. Oh, well, I was I was doing an ACD the ACDC thing. You know, back in black. Make sure to say mixed. We are back and mixed than ever. <laughs> That's kind of true because we have a third host for everybody now. I, I don't have a nickname for him, but right now it's Ryan because I like brother Brandon. But this is best friend Ryan. Yeah, there you go, best friend Ryan. Uh, right? No, uh, it's a little weak. That is well. I mean. You are you are you are, are, a are assuming friend. a lot, best friend. This good friend Ryan. This is good friend Ryan. Good friend Ryan. <laughs> good friend Ryan. <laughs> good friend Ryan and brother Brandon. Sounds like he's trying to sell toys. Yeah, good friend good Ryan. Good friend Ryan. I mean, I mean, we can go with your old name, Panda. I've outgrown that. That, You've that, outgrown was, that the was a panda. lifetime ago. I, I'm not. I'm not Panda anymore. You're not, you're not Panda. Anymore. Like the slithery snake you are, you shed the skin, and now you're a new I, man. I like to think of it more as a as a caterpillar, you know, turning into a butterfly. Yeah. yeah, snake is a little harsh, isn't it? That is a little harsh, yeah. yeah. I feel like you're trying I to regress. take me down a peg. <laughs> I regress. I thought we were friends, but it's cool. All right. <laughs> this is where I air out my dirty laundry. You know what? Fuck it. I'm still going to say best friend best friend Ryan. <laughs> okay. Brother Brandon, best friend Ryan. That's 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 that's, that's how we're going to do it for now. Uh, but uh, if you, since you have downloaded this episode, fans, we are talking about childhood books. This is everything from Harry Potter to Goosebumps to... Even best friend Ryan has wrote a book when he was 10 years old, written and illustrated by by uh, best friend Ryan. I will be reading selections from my oh. my 10-page opus. So, for you, the fans, to kind of prepare yourself for this episode and future episodes of PodPast, uh, if you remember our old episodes, myself with Brother Brandon, uh, oh. this, is, this is the same exact concept. <laughs> we have to edit. Uh, but anyway, uh, but this is the uh, this is the same concept. Pot pass has not changed. Only thing we've changed is bringing in best friend Ryan. Yeah. Hey everybody. So best friend Ryan is not a special host. He will be here with us every every episode. So hopefully, hopefully that's the hope. That the, yeah. that is the hope. But make sure, of course, to uh, enjoy it because we will enjoy giving it to you. And that sounded weird. That's an edit. So, <laughs> oh, leave that in. That was good. Leave it in. Come on. Yeah, that's what, good. What is a podcast without a few sexual innuendos? Come yes, on. I guess. But <laughs> tonight we're talking about childhood books. And I figured before we get into the little stuff, yeah, I got to talk about the big stuff first. And I got to talk about Mr. HP himself, Mr. Harry Potter. I've never read a single book. Mm. Uh, Gina, my wife, has. All seven books, and also the eighth one, I guess, would be called The Cursed Child. No, which is that is not. No, 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 we'll no. forget that ever existed. That Can I ask you a question, it. though? Yes. Did you have a horrible childhood, or what was what was your life situation like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Potter came out at a bad time for me. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just a few years older than you guys, not by much, but a few years when you're growing up is a lifetime, right? Because when you're a freshman in high school, Tell me that the seniors did not seem like they were thirty-year-olds by the way they looked, right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know I what I'm? Guess. I mean, I mean like, they had facial hair. Yeah, I mean, like the <laughs> the seniors were old compared to you as a freshman. So, two years, three years, even four years was a big jump. Yeah. Harry Potter came out. Now I don't know anything about the books, but uh, I had a teacher. It was my eighth grade year. Well, so. Well, you were ten when they came out. They came out in '97. Well, oh, I know, but the, I didn't know anything about the books. The I see, I didn't get, I didn't know anything about Harry Potter until '99, because like that's when it really hit its its zenith here, like its, oh, its fever okay. pitch with the fourth book in 2000. So, like I didn't, because when I got the uh, Harry Potter books, I got them for Christmas in 1999, and it was the first book paperback and the second book paperback bound together in like mm. a, in plastic, and that's how I heard. It. I was like, so I was like, oh, because when I opened it, I was like, what is this? She's like, well, I know you <laughs> like books, and like I heard people talking about how this is like you know really popular, and I was like, okay, and I read it, and that's when I started liking it. Yeah. But like, yeah. So like 2000, 99, 2000, yeah. I figure is when. Well, this was this was in um what so uh, I was in eighth grade, so this was 99, and he had my uh my uh English teacher. I, I remember this had um had a poster of the book of the Sorcerer's Stone, but if you're in the UK, it's the Philosopher's Stone, and it looked fantasy stuff. And I still to this day, I'm not a fantasy guy. I kind of like Lord of the Rings a little bit. Just not my cup of tea. I like the Hobbit movies. Just something I don't go back to all the time. Just, just, just the wizards, the 
the orcs, the fantasy stuff is just not my thing. Um, but anywho, uh, but then I came to a point when the movies came out in 01, the first movie, and it was either you're a Harry Potter fan or you're a jock. At that point in my school when I it was, was growing that up. Polarizing? That was polarizing? Yeah. What kind of small... <laughs> like, I'm from a small town, but that, like, that is not true at all. Well, you gotta understand, you're from a small town, Brand's from a small town, but, uh, of course, I graduated with less than 100 people. Okay, so, was, I mean... That was Swanton's criteria. Was, yeah. You either football or Harry Potter. Yeah. You one of them nerds. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> this to the day, and I know this is 2017 in a very PC culture, but uh, it was uh, it was ninety nine two thousand, and the books were coming out, and they were big, and they were popular. And I went to the bathroom, and I saw a kid getting beat up because he was a Harry Potter kid. What? And that is some post apocalyptic yeah. stuff. So because of that, that scared me at a young age, at ninety nine. So I was twelve. Uh, I was twelve, and I was like, I don't want to get beat up, you know. So I just just distanced. I I, I didn't even attempt. Um, since then, it's I, like, it's like the home, it's like the town you grew up in was just always behind by a decade. Who gets beat up over a book <laughs> in 99, 2000? Like that's anytime anybody asks about where I grew up, I always say, Hey, have you seen the movie varsity blues with James Vanderbeek or the beak as I say the beak? And they're like, uh, yeah, I think so. I'm like, that's, that's Swan. And I know you guys would pretty much agree. I don't, I mean, I, I, I know Swanton through you. So, okay. Well, it is, it is tinted. Sure. <laughs> but anywho, uh, no, I mean, like, so, but but recently, though, you know, over the past uh, decade, of course, uh, my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, brother Brandon and his wife gave Gina um, uh, uh, an authentic uh, Harry Potter wand. Yeah. Um, I don't know whose wand it was. Was it Hermione's wand? Hermione's, Hermione's straight wand. from Universal theme parks. So, Boomtown right there on that one, because it's, like, awesome, right? Well, it's where we had to get ours, too. Yeah. You have to. If, you, if you're going to get yourself a wand. Yeah. Go to Universal Florida and sure. just because the experience, or I think they they're set up in California now too, I believe. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah and they got one in Tokyo if you want to yeah. fly out there. Uh, plane tickets yeah. are expensive, the, but I mean, language fucking, barrier is probably gonna be a thing. But you know, just whatever. Yeah, the, just the, the, the fucking experience alone. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I have seen all the movies. Um, I saw six, and part one and part two in theaters with my wife. Um, so I have had the Harry Potter experience. I've seen uh, Fantastic Beasts in theaters with you, best friend Ryan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we so, went on a double date with our wives. Yeah, so, I mean, I have seen it. Um, do I like some of them? I'm just going to spill it right now. This is not about the books. This is about the movies. It's unpopular. My favorite movie is Part 6, Half-Blood Prince. That's one of the stronger ones. And Part 2 is my favorite. My least favorite is, of course, Part 2. I'm sorry, not Part 2, but uh, Chamber of Secrets. And I'm not a fan of the Wait. fifth one. You've lost I, I can confuse you. So my favorite movies of I, Harry Potter six but was you six, said two. and then part two of Deathly Hallows. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I, I my only, fault. All I heard was part, part two. two. Yeah. Thinking you meant the second movie. Yeah, my okay. fault. And then my least favorite is Chamber of Secrets, and then the fifth one, which I believe is Order of the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Well, no, usually people go two and then one. But See, my yeah, my favorite's three. See, my favorite's three too. Everybody my, loves three. My favorite's three, six, and part two. Mm -hmm. uh, Deathly Hallows part two. That's in that order. Mm -hmm. Now, in, in, in book form, what's your favorite? Uh, favorite is the last one. Yeah? Uh, Deathly Hallows. I think that's the strongest book. Did you guys go out, like, boss the wall, like, pre-order the book, Amazon. stand in line, and no. all uh, that stuff? pre-order on Amazon. It was delivered to my house when I got out of school. Um, okay. Books one through three were given to me on my birthday, uh, and then books four through seven, I waited in line. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sad story um the fifth book so um i had a mail or a newspaper delivery route i was, new, I was a newsboy paper boy when i was younger nice and uh saturday mornings i had to wake up at 6 a.m to deliver the paper which is like impossible for a kid that age it is awful it's fucking horrible <laughs> and so i had to walk too which was the worst part because my mom and my dad both work nights and uh, so um i asked my mom when she got off work that saturday uh, to if she would go to the bookstore and get me the Harry Potter book, the fifth Harry Potter book. She did. It was the last copy they had. It was a Saturday. It was released. It was the very last copy. And then her dad died that day. So oh. it's really sad. So I remember that specifically. Damn. I know. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry, yeah. podcasters. <laughs> not to make, not, yeah, not to bring down the room, but that's, we're sharing stuff. Yeah, we're sharing. We're <laughs> opening up, I thought. So my questions, I'm talking about books, not just movies, but books. 
what is it about Harry Potter that struck a chord? Now, from somebody who is not a Harry Potter fan, somebody that's just from the outside who has seen just the movies and is married to somebody who is a fan, uh-huh. it just seems like a story that I've, A, seen before. Um, it, it, it doesn't seem like it adds anything new to make me go as a kid at that time whoa this is really cool is it just did it did it hit a chord because it came out at a good time when you guys were the ages as, as harry potter himself was uh, what is it about these books that are so good especially to you two um let me well, I'll, you go first. uh honestly for me and for my wife and for a lot of people that i've talked to it's the lore okay the lore is rich it's in depth uh, you, it's almost like, even though Lord of the Rings is not, it wasn't, still wasn't at the height of popularity at the time Harry Potter came out, it became almost like our generation's Lord of the Rings, only because, oh, go ahead. No, Wait. I was, I was going to wait for you to finish your thought, because I had something to piggyback on your thing. Um, but it, because, like, the same, the reason why Lord of the Rings is so popular, and in that, that instance, uh, Chronicles of Narnia could be said the same thing, and now even Game of Thrones. It's the lore. It's it, when you have something so rich and so in depth, you get history, you get geography, you get everything, including character backgrounds, things that don't even pertain to the Harry Potter world, like with uh, like Nicholas Flamel. Like I want to see a movie with Nicholas Flamel and the fl- how do you get the Philosopher's Stone? And then we always thought we're like, oh shit, meet Scamander, he's cool. And then we ended up getting a movie with him. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many the things. guy from Fantastic Beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for me, I in a nutshell, it's the lore for me. Okay. And for a lot of people, I think. No, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say it's it's just a rich, rich, rich story. But I think the difference. Okay, so, um, two thousand one is when Lord of the Rings the first movie came out. Yeah. And like everyone I knew. And was, the first Harry Potter movie. And the first Harry Potter. Movie. Yeah. yeah. But everyone I knew was like, oh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, great. And I'd never heard of Lord of the Rings. Before. I didn't either. Dad took I, Brandon and I. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, um, the uh, one of the teachers, uh. uh or that have been fifth grade, I think. Might have been sixth grade. She was like, Oh, you guys should read the books. The books are really good, you know, and stuff. <laughs> so I read, I started reading Fellowship, and it's so fucking hard to get into. It's dry. Super yeah, it's super dry. But oh, here's the thing. Yeah. This is, but that's why I think the Harry Potter is so, is like, for us at least, is so popular, so, like, well, you know, liked, is that it's, it's rich and it has the depth uh, of history, like he said, like Lord of the Rings, but it's vastly more accessible. It's 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 easier for an adolescent to understand yeah, well, and read. And she 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 knew how to condense. Where so like if she was gonna talk about you know the, I think they're called the merfolk people in the in the lake like the weird creatures. Oh, the, the mer people. Yeah. Mer people. Whereas like you know Rowling only takes maybe a page or two to explain what they are, how dangerous they are. Boom boom you're done. Yeah, because like she well, the thing is she introduces them. Like they're mentioned in the first book when they talk about the lake and stuff, and right. then they become a major part of one section of the fourth book. It's like she takes a little bit here and then blows it up. So I, that's where I Way think that's line. where I think uh, Tolkien suffers. And but it's also a product of his time. This was still where you were getting paid by the word. This is where you were still, you know, novelization and publication of the novel was still very rich. So that's why you see when you. <laughs> When you read Two Towers, that's why you have 15 pages just on Treebeard in his history. Oh my god, is that a thing? I, 15 not, pages of Treebeard? I think it's almost 9 or 10 pages, yeah. Just not on, not just his history, yeah. but just his introduction, which leads into the history. And then, yeah, but like he, he it's very dry. Like, I appreciate the books. I, I understand what they've done. Yeah. They are dry. Quick question. I don't know for both of you. Not Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, this quick question. Have you guys read or are pretty good knowledgeable with the Hobbit book? Nope, yeah. Never read it. Yeah, are you? Did I, it deserve I, three movies? No. no it could have okay. been done in one movie, honestly. All that could have been done in one movie? Okay. I mean, for the sake of movie, I think I liked when Guillermo del Toro was on board. I liked when he was going to make it a two-parter. Okay. Two movies I can see. I can see everything leading up to the war in the first movie. Yeah. And then the war being... Okay. I was just curious what you thought because I never read it. But in, in a technical, it's already been done in one movie. Yeah. There's a Hobbit animated movie from the 70s. Okay. No, I just, you know, Lord of the Rings and, and, and Harry Potter and all that stuff. We're not talking about Lord of the Rings, but I mean, Harry Potter, maybe I am just a relic of the time. You know, I mean, like when, when it came out, it was, 
this was this was my experience. I cannot tell it off from from anybody else. My experience it was, you're not cool if you read Harry Potter. And at a time when I was 12 years old, trying to discover who I was as a as an adolescent, going into a preteen, gonna be a teenager, girls, sports, blah blah blah, you know, Harry Potter was looked down upon. Okay, at so the time, so that's why I never got into it. Let's segue out of Harry Potter then, and. Was there any childhood books that you did like? Mm -hmm. Was there anything that, if you were caught reading, quote unquote, yeah. by the jocks, yeah. you wouldn't give a shit and still keep reading? Yeah, Goosebumps. Okay. Goosebumps was huge uh, because it was scary and and people died in it, you know, so that's why it was cool. Did anybody die in Goosebumps? I don't really think anybody think actually so. died, but, you know, when you have the covers, my well, favorite... Uh, oh, well, well... Let me pull my statement back. There are dead people. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in the world of Goosebumps, they yeah. did die eventually. You, you know, to go on this before we get full-fledged into Goosebumps, you guys, I don't know if you guys can understand, I don't know if the audience can understand, but me as an individual person growing up when Harry Potter and Goosebumps was big, it was like, it was get beat up and read Harry Potter or just kind of just you know, fly under the radar. And I didn't want to go to school and get beat up. You know, it's just, it's just how small town was. And I just didn't want to go through it. So I just never got into it. Never. I never, ever thought. Yeah. You could just stand your ground and hawk a loogie that, in that, their eye. At the time, that's not what you're thinking about. At the time, you're scared. <laughs> at the time, never, you're scared. I've never, to me, that, to me, that seems like a movie plot. I've no, never in my life heard anyone get beat up over a book unless you're a fucking nerd in 82 i will never say the person's name and i will stop after this about getting beat up and we'll go to harry potter <laughs> there is a person we'll call him jake that's not his real his name his real name is jake everybody from no. state farm no his real name no his, his real name, name is jake, jake haskell he lives on 13 main street swanton ohio go ahead seventh grade so the reason why swanton is different is swanton had one through six was your elementary seventh and eighth was junior high and ninth 12 was high school quick Literal second story. This is how Swanon was. Um, Jake, that's not his real name. From State Farm. From State Farm. He took a shit in school in seventh grade. He took a shit in school. He had to take a shit. He went to the bathroom and took a shit. Boys went in to go pee in the urinal. They saw his shoes. What the what was the cool shoes at the time? The Adidas. His parents could afford it. Not all of us could. Everybody knew he had white Adidas. Okay. Okay. He came out of the bathroom. They harassed him. He was shit. For taking a shit. He was shit boy all the way to graduation. Oh my god! True. What swear world my did you live in? Swearing my daughter. Swearing my daughter. Swearing my marriage. Everything. He was shit boy from seventh grade to high school. From high school graduation. Did you did you call him shit boy? I did not partake because I thought it was ridiculous. But we never took a shit at school. Then you ran home to take a shit. <laughs> So, <laughs> to give you an idea Barbaric. about... So, that's why I never read Harry Potter as an example. Because I saw people get beat up. I was like, I don't want to touch this. Because a guy was called Shit Boy. So, anyway. But Goosebumps <laughs> was cool because it was... Shit Boy. Shit Boy. <laughs> he pertained to my illiteracy. <laughs> I couldn't read any work as a shit boy. It was a, tr <laughs> a true story, man. It's a true story. It's the way it is. But, um... But also, guys, you understand that back in the day we used to wear Jinko jeans. You know what the so it, anyway. I never wore Jinkos because I, I never... thought they looked retarded. Yeah, but yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry, stupid. We're not allowed. We're not supposed to say not, it, retarded. We're not supposed so. to say Jinko. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde tips. Uh, but no, Goosebumps they were was big. Frosted tips. You frosted frosted tips. your tips. I had um, I had a favorite book of Goosebumps, um, and that was Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I I really liked that book a lot. Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I like that one. What was it about, Jordan? I don't remember. The one I remember. <laughs> was it a werewolf in a fever swamp? The one I remember. Was the swamp sick? Um, or did the swamp give fevers? What was the one? I, I don't remember what the name of this one was, but the one I remember because the ending was just like, oh my God. Uh, where it was a bunch of kids in this camp. This is not Fever oh, Swamp. Well, okay. One. I'm glad you bring I was wondering if you can bring it up because I brought it with me. You did bring the book that I know what I'm talking Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Is that the one with the <laughs> ending where they're like, hey, that's Earth and we're going to invade it? Yes, it is. That's the book that always stuck with me. That's my, that's one of my, my favorite Goosebumps That's book. one of my favorites, yes. Yep. Do you know what we're talking about? I don't. Please enlighten me. So, Brandon, go ahead. This ending is the greatest ending well, ever. You, well, you spoiled the ending already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can tell it better in a way, though. I mean, I mean, well, sell I, it better. Well, what's it about? What, what, what happens? 
So I mean, essentially, you're it's you're following these uh, these group of kids. I'm trying to remember. I haven't read it in a long time, but it's a camp setting, and creepy things start happening, and that's all I remember. <laughs> all I remember, honestly, is that ending. The yeah. ending as a kid blew me yeah. away because I was like, "What?" Like we were tricked the entire you time. You were tricked. Um, I <sighs> there were these. It was it was it was like a Friday Thirteenth in a way. Where these kids were at camp. Yeah, yeah. And it was a summer camp. And well, they're all human looking. They're all to, humans. Come to find out, too, if I'm remembering correctly as well, it's, uh, you come to find out that they were in training. So they were in training. Because what, essentially, I think the over, I can't remember if it was stated or not, but they were preparing and training themselves to invade Earth. Yeah. So everything, all of the essential things that you would do at camp, like archery, uh, swimming, like you're preparing your body, getting in shape. They were doing the same thing, not realizing that. I think if I'm remembering right, yeah, and it there would was be to like attack Earth, and there'd be like there'd be like swamp creatures coming out and attacking and quote unquote killing the kids. But the line in the book and also in the famous Goosebumps show was uh, the main kid is the last survivor. You know him and this girl. You know, and uh, everybody comes out who's been killed. Yeah, yeah, and they're like. Hey, this was kind of a prank, and the kid's like, "What the hell is going on?" Essentially, the camp counselor's like, "This is your training." And the kid's to like, "Training who, for to, what?" To see who's the strongest of the group. Who's the strongest? And he's like, "Why do you care about who's the strongest?" And he goes, "Look up in the sky. Do you see that moon?" And he goes, "Yeah, that's not the moon. That's a planet called Earth, and we're getting ready to invade it." No, I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty snap. sure." Yeah, yeah. I mean me, that uh... that was fucking cool. I like that. It was gonna... it's 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 subtle. It's it's not subtle, but it's like. It was really cool because, like, you think you're reading, like, a rip-off of Friday the 13th. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're going to invade Earth. It's like, that was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm flipping through a little bit here. Because it has been even... I shouldn't I shouldn't have said it's my favorite. Because if you say anything, that was hyperbole. Because if, if it was my favorite, I would have known what the fuck the book was about. <laughs> but I do remember this book really, really uh, putting putting a nail in my what-the-fuck coffin. And while he's looking that up, too, I also like some of R.L. Stein's books. They weren't um, Goosebumps, but there was one... Fear Street. Well, oh, not Fear Street, but it was the yeah, one where you... Uh, where you uh, where your Adventure. Choose Your Adventure. I, I always dug that one. There was... I read, I read a couple Goosebumps. I was never huge into Goosebumps, but I know that was a big thing. Because uh, I know even on the bus coming home, people would trade. Like, kids would trade. Yeah. Goosebumps was like, oh, this is a good one. Read it. I'll, you know, read mine yeah. and all stuff. And, like, there's only a few I remember. And there was one, like, I remember some of them. I remember, I think I remember the TV show more than I remember the books. Right, who does remember the TV show? Because that was on at 3.30, like, right after Erie, Pennsylvania. So, like, I could just come home and watch both of those. Yeah. Um, but, like, there was this. Wait, what'd you, what show did you say? Erie, Erie Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Erie, Indiana. Oh, Erie, Indiana. Erie, yeah, Pennsylvania yeah. is an actual place. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think that's Here where we end. went in March. Did we? No. I, I, I it, we, anyway, I thought we went to some backwoods shit. <laughs> it was I fucking, Castle. I fucking love Erie, Indiana. Yeah. I, I the only thing I remember from Erie, Indiana. Sorry to get off topic. Is the kid with the giant retainer on his face and trying mm-hmm. to eat the sandwich and getting the lettuce <laughs> everything everywhere. But anyways, no. Okay, okay. So I remember the the goosebumps that uh, it was like something like don't go in the basement or that's the very oh, first one. Is it? Like no, it's the second one. Somebody gets turned into a plant or some shit like that. It is the Don't, second one. First yeah. one is Welcome to Dead House. Welcome to Dead yep, House, yep. yeah. And then I, I believe the third one was The Haunted Mask. No. No, that's not the third one? Is that The Mummy or The Dummy? No. Mm, no. Third one, I think... No, fourth, I think, is Say Cheese and Die. Third is the first Monster Blood, I think. Monster's Blood. Thank you, not Haunted Mask. No, uh, The Mummy was Night of the Living Dummy. Okay. Not Night of the Living Dummy was a good one. Yeah, Night of the... I I, can't, I, re- I I don't want to spend all. Day I remember there. the show, the sh- uh, the the Goosebump show was on, uh, was hardcore at the time because I really enjoyed it. But what what did it come up? Because I remember coming home from school and watching it. Was it a Friday it? night? Ninety seven, I think they just aired it weekly, it was, uh, weekday. Fox Kids, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, I thought it was on. Yeah, like but, it was like it was like. It wasn't a Saturday thing, was it? No, it was uh, no no no. Because no. I remember coming home from school and watching it. Well, I remember coming home. And watch it, being able to watch it every day, like it was like it had Power Rangers, Beetleboards, uh, I think oh Gary, God, Indiana, and Goosebumps. I think were like the block. Uh, it might have been different for you. I know that was essentially my block as well. But before Goosebumps was Batman the animated series. Yeah, they had that. Um, they had that in another cartoon. 
Did right. you guys ever watch Goosebumps since it's been released on Netflix? No. Not good. Does not. Oh, hold it up. does not hold up at all. Does not. Well, I mean, hold Monsters up. Blood's okay still. Ugh, God, it is cringeworthy. The, the second yeah. one's okay when they're on the plane. Plane. Wasn't there a second or third Monsters Blood episode when they're on a plane and the Monster Blood oh, is on the plane? Maybe, maybe the third one. Maybe the I don't third know. one. But I mean, like I mean, Goosebumps was 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 cool because it was scary, but it 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 was scary, but it wasn't Stephen King scary. You well, know, it's not it supposed was... to be Stephen King scary. <laughs> you want you want a children's book where a dog kills you? <laughs> Valid. You well, want... here's. Where your father murders now, your mother? Brother Brandon brought some books here. Yeah, yeah. So we're going like, to talk about this for a second. Um, now, these are ones, like, I, I'm a book collector, and uh, so I'm I'm in the process of collecting all of the, the original 62 Goosebumps. I'm eight away from getting them. And I, once I get all 62, I kind of want to do, like, there's, I'll talk about it later, um, but there's a podcast I'm doing where I maybe want to go through each of them, just go back and talk about each of them. Quick question, yeah. just real quick. Is there any other Goosebumps, like a second generation after the 62? Yes, there is. Like 2000 or something like that. So the original 62 was like the original 150 Pokemon. After that, nobody really cares. 151. I know, but (laughs) nobody really cares, right? After that, right? Like nobody really Um, cares. Because there's really no classics after the 62, right? Well, that depends on the generation. It's like, you know, you brought up Pokemon. There's like I think they're on the sixth or seventh generation of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah like eight hundred of those motherfuckers. Okay. I may not care about the sixth or seventh generation, but the kids today may because okay. that's what it connects with them. So the same thing with Goosebumps, I'm sure. Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair um, enough. at this around the same time as Goosebumps, in between because Goosebumps was the main thing. So you know how, uh, for instance, uh, are you guys aware of Asylum? the movie studio asylum Mm -hmm. you know what they do you know that they they are mockbusters they're like the dean coots right (laughs) of the film world yeah goosebumps did the same thing when we were kids and when goosebumps came out there was a slew of everything horror for kids Mm -hmm. a lot of it was shit except for one and it was fright time do you remember fright time any i do remember fright time i do remember that my god are these things awesome they were like um how to explain this they were the bridge between goosebumps and fear street it wasn't quite as teenage mm-hmm. material as fear street mm-hmm. but it was that connecting bridge it started getting it was a little gorier a little scarier and, and a sexier little... yeah maybe maybe <laughs> right time was always kind of like the kids version of tales from the crypt because it always had yeah. different stories like i mean one book was never just one story no no each book has three stories and they're like this one i brought with me is number four and there's never a full title for each book but this one the stories in here is don't breathe over nightmare <laughs> and it's in the attic nice so each book you're looking at about almost 200 pages and it's split up into three stories yeah that's how i always compared it, it got uh compared it from tales of the crypt because it was different stories yeah, uh, yeah. and i I remember because uh, I always could find these at a Dollar General, and they were always like behind the stupid Christian books. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid Christian, that's not PC. <laughs> but then, like what, which I loved. So, like the Christian books would be up in the top tiers, and right behind it, I would see three spine-tingling tales for young readers. And I was like, eight dollars, yeah. And then I would just buy all of them. Yeah, sure, yeah. And um, I, uh, I want to say there's maybe. 30 to 40 volumes somewhere in there god damn and i have the first 12 so i'm trying to get those as well in my collection well ryan so we've talked about harry potter we've talked about goosebumps what's a book that you really like a book series or a book that really was 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 big in your childhood besides those two we had okay so i don't know if you guys had i don't know if you guys had to do it but when i was in middle school sixth grade specifically language arts we had to take uh reading tests to like assess oh yeah 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 so we'd have to do the the point system or whatever. Where Ours to... was called AR reading. Ours, I can't remember. I started with an S for us, but I don't remember what it was called. Um, but like we would take tests, it would assess your reading level, and then based on your reading level, uh, whatever, however many. Uh, so you had an average reading level. By the end of the year, you had to attain in a certain amount of points you had to get by reading books on this list. They were, you know, whatever. Was was those points needed to pass? Yeah, it was a grade. It was Whoa, like a. It really? was like a, uh, a like third of our grade. Shit. See, I don't. It might have been that way for us, but I remember uh, AR reading points got to a point where, if you accumulated so many points, 
uh, at the end of the year, the uh, reading teacher would take everyone to Universal Studios as a trip. Yeah, see, we live in the middle of fucking Ohio. We don't get cool shit like that. <laughs> like, we go to Kings Island or Cedar Point, but those are a long drive away, and it's they would rather be like pizza everybody pizza yeah for you that's a long drive to cedar point that is a large drive for you guys no it's a from where where i grew up it's a, it's a three-hour drive to king's island a four-hour drive to cedar point and so anyway so so like it was a part of our grade and all this stuff and uh i don't want to my own horn pretty smart cat um i got a in the, i know in the sixth grade uh, that test i had a so the highest it went was 13 so like you had 12th grade and then college yeah yeah I got a 13, right? So, sounds great. Fucked me over because my average uh, reading level I had to get was a 10 and a half. And then I had to get, like, 60 points, which doesn't sound too hard. But, like, I had to read books like Moby Dick. Okay. You know, these really old, really dry books that when I'm a kid in sixth grade, I'm like, ah, come on, guys. Let's yeah, I know. You can't get on. a sixth grade kid Frankenstein. Like they Because, like, they waited, the, I think, the Harry Potter books were um eighth grade so they were eight points like they were eighth level yeah. i had to, I, so i couldn't do those i had to like yeah. i had to go higher to get the average yeah um but uh eventually i just said fuck it and i just started reading books however, however i chose and there was this one series i really liked um called uh it was on the list is called wayside i don't know if you guys have heard of weird stories from wayside school by lewis sacker Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is the same guy who did Holes, right? Yeah, he did Holes. I, yeah. really, okay. I really liked Holes when I was a kid. I haven't read it since, so I don't know if it holds up. I don't like the movie. I think the movie isn't that good. Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, it's got, okay. it's got Sigourney Weaver and I think... John Voight? John Voight. Yeah, it's John wow, Voight. Wow, that was bad. Okay. Well, I don't like the movie. I mean, it, I mean, it. from what I can remember, it seems like it's a faithful adaptation, but I don't know. I just didn't like it. Okay. Um, I, I I'm I'm vaguely aware of the Wayside series. They're just yeah. like they're really weird. They're like they're really odd, really odd stories, and like a lot of them end on sort of anti jokes, which I really I really dig. Like there's this one, it's like so the whole premise is, uh, I know there's like five books. I only read the first two, um, because that's what the library had. But like the premise is that you have this school that's thirty stories high. Um, there's no nineteenth <laughs> floor due to some uh, weird construction um, mishap. And then there's only one classroom per floor. So each each book has 30 chapters, and it's a story, you know, for the kids at the top floor. And uh, I remember, like, the first the first book, the first story is this teacher who turns their kid, who turns the bad kids into apples. <laughs> and then, so they get revenge by when, when they irritate her, and so they know, that, oh, she's going to turn them into an apple. They hold up a mirror, and she turns herself into an apple, and the principal accidentally eats her. So, then, you know, where is she? Where is she? Oh, she's fired. She's not here, so they get a new teacher. Clever. But like, there's like a lot of weird stories like that. Like, there's a whole story that revolves around a kid who doesn't count right. Like he 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 doesn't see it as a problem because he he um he gets to the number eventually. Mm-hmm. Like count to seven, he'll say like thirty numbers, but he always ends up on seven. So I mean that should that should count for something. <laughs> there's one that I remember specifically, and it's again it's really dumb. These are for, these are for kids. There's uh, the whole the whole section. It's like five pages. The whole story is about this kid who for his birthday his parents are allowing him to get a tattoo and like you know nice. oh, 11 year olds i'm like that's fucking badass <laughs> you know what you know and so everyone's like oh you should get this you should get that you know this and that and he's like oh, i don't know i don't know and eventually the story ends up uh he gets a tattoo of a potato on his ankle a potato a potato who what, who doesn't <laughs> like a spud yeah like it's, it's just so, stories like that so it's very it's very offbeat and absurd yeah um to go off that, to go off that absurdity, did you get into any of uh, Roa Doll? Roa Doll, yeah. I read yeah. Uh, BFG, Matilda, the witches, the witches. Yeah. The witches Sorry, was, was the movie good, BFG? Because I, I was told it's it. totally I terrible. Watched it. I watched it. So what was the book series that was forbidden? Not like, like forbidden by your parents, but like. Oh, this is really scary. I've been told from the schoolyard, or oh, this doesn't really. I mean, like, is there a series where it's like I don't want to go through this because I got that for me? I never had. I never I had one of those parents like like the I, the. I think the closest it would have came was because like we were still going to church when I started reading Harry Potter, and that was a whole like you know it's the the church a standard church like that was against Harry Potter. Yeah, for, I mean they weren't like they weren't like oh blah 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 well, you no, burn yeah. in hell, but they were like it's witchcraft. You know, we're... I had um, 
It's it's evil. My uh, sixth grade English teacher did not allow a, a Harry Potter book in her class. That she made that statement, and she was. I remember that she looked at all of us and she said, "No Harry Potter allowed in my class. If there is one book, I will take it from you." But he's a good wizard. So. Yeah, they don't read the books. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> witches and wizards." No, <laughs> wait, no. wait. We are not talking about this. I just want this answered. Modern day Christians, Catholic included in that, because it's Christian. It's the thumb, you know, it's, it's Christian. Believe that stuff like Harry Potter's a sin? That's still a, a thing. It's, just a, it's a corrupting force. I don't know if so much they they probably <laughs> if they still hate it now. It's probably just behind closed doors because it's it's a battle they can't win. Right. Yeah, you now. also have to imagine though when we were younger. Like, yeah, that was fucking everywhere. Right. Because like, or, or like this... Harry Potter was everywhere. Yeah. It was considered like it was going to start brainwashing us. It was going to force us to, to, to go into Satanism, which actually Satanism is not what a lot of people think it is. It's actually, they don't worship. They don't worship Satan. It's actually really Satan. fun. Satanism's more about worshiping yourself. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. So the book series for me that I could not read because it was scary to me and it wasn't the stories. It was the illustrations. Of Harry Potter? No. Of uh, the book series was... Uh... Oh, God, we know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's the <laughs> it's the scary stories, but with all that weird... Oh, Tim... scary, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Oh, I my. I have all yeah. three of them. I had the first two. My the, mom bought me those. Those illustrations are nightmarish. The one oh, that yeah. I always remember was the girl with the uh, red ribbon around her neck. Okay. And that story, I'm going to murder the shit out of it. But from I remember as a child, because it scared me, was it was this normal girl and was through her whole life, from as a little girl to marriage to children to death. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the book, her husband's like, well, at the end of the story, her husband's like, you know, you're dying, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, can I please finally take off this red uh, scarf around your neck? Because you've had it for 50 some years. And she's like, yeah, I can take it off. He takes off and her head falls off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and there's that out. illustration of just the head, right? Of just yeah, the yeah. head. It was so creepy. I have to, so I have to pull creepy. them out. I've got the originals, which they are they go for a lot of money now, but they were re-released, and the drawings were redrawn. Mm. Are they not as good? No. It's like, well, same thing with Fucking Goosebumps. culture we live in. Same thing with Goosebumps. Um, I forgot who the artist is for the Goosebumps covers, but... Every cover in a Goosebumps movie is so fucking recognizable. Mm-hmm. Well, they went through all 62 and gave them all new covers. And oh, it's very bad. digital looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, bad. And I'm just like, oh, no. It's it's like, I, I'm usually never the type of person to get nostalgic like that. Like, nostalgia hate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... Nostalgia you, shame. Shame. Yeah, yeah. Nostalgia so shame. Like, like, oh, yeah. like, so, like, you see the cover of uh, Say Cheese and Die. You see the family of skeletons, and they're all, like, in the kitchen. Yeah. Or no, no. The first ones are all barbecuing. barbecuing. The, the second the one's dad's in the barbecuing. Kitchen. Yeah. The second ones there in the kitchen. But yeah, like just that stark image of them all skeletons and they're mm. like say cheese and die. Seeing that image. Yeah. Or it came from beneath the sink and seeing the eyes beneath the sink and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it, it was oh to see them now. I went to Barnes and Noble recently and to see them with that new drawing. You're just like oh god. Oh, it hurts. Nostalgia shame. <laughs> so I'm gonna set uh. I'm gonna save the best for last year on this, and I'm pointing to what I'm talking about. Oh, well, Brandon, is this the end? Not yet, but okay. Brandon, I want to talk about these other books that you have brought. So you brought Rocketeer and Coraline. What's all this before we talk yeah, about the are, best? These for are last. things I remember as um, some of these. Uh, well, was the Rocketeer a book before the movie? No. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a tie-in to the movie, but I didn't know about the movie until I found the book as a kid. Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah, the Rocketeer. Uh, just like short novelization it even came comes with photos from the movie okay movie stills okay yeah by the way everybody who's listening brandon's talking about movie stills in the rocketeer novel that was pre-internet yeah. that's how we could see behind the scenes footage continue yeah. brandon essentially yeah <laughs> that's how you can um, tell yeah so like when i remember reading and then oh, i remember i got to this photo and i was like oh I know, I'm sorry, listeners, you can't see the photo. It's the photo of the Rocketeer. It's a close-up with his jetpack, with the helmet. Yeah. I remember getting to this right here. And so, like, reading about the Rocketeer, my mind was making up something stupid. Like, I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. Yeah. 
when I got to this moment, I'm like, oh, oh. he nice. is now one of my favorite superhero type characters of all. He's in my top five. Was it a con? I mean, like, was it just the movie? The movie, yeah. yeah I think that it, was it. There was no comic was any... before. Well, there, so. there, every there are comics now. Like, but, I have... at the time before the movie. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I think, it, it was just what, a movie. Isn't that supposed to emulate the serials of yes. back in the 40s? Exactly. Yeah. The only thing I remember from the Rocketeer was the rocket wouldn't work, and then the old wise guy, whatever, mm-hmm. figured it out by putting chewed gum on the back of it or something. Well, he, well, Cliff was chewing gum, and he was like, okay. give me your gum. <laughs> the okay. classic, give me your gum to he's everything. Mm. So, um, yeah, like that was that was a big deal for me. Um, Brian... Uh, I almost called you Brian. That's that's shitty of me. Best friend Ryan. Best friend Ryan. Ryan and I, while you were in the house, we were briefly talking about Bruce Coville. Do you remember Bruce Coville? I do not, but please t- refresh my memory if I do. He, uh, he's actually probably what I would consider the Dean Coots of the kids <laughs> compared to R.L. R.L. Stein was king. Yeah. Bruce Coville, I would say, was the Dean Coots. Okay. All right. Yeah, because the, co- co- the cover art right now is amazing right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's fucking terrifying. He he did, like, Bruce Coville was a lot of, what I have in front of me now was Book of Nightmares. And again, it's just like a collection of short horror tales. Um, God, that poor kid. There's another book I have called Goblins in the Castle I've yet to read. But he was another one where... If all of the goosebumps were checked out in the library, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Oh, god damn it!" <laughs> but then you would look, and you're like, "Close enough." Bruce Coville. All right. Not realizing yeah. that when you got home and read him, read yeah. what he wrote, like read his stories, you're like, "Oh, all right." Would it be bad. Would it be funny if, if Bruce Coville was R.L. Stein, just like how Richard Bachman <laughs> was? Yeah. Was Stephen King? Now, also, I see Coraline here. Now, was Coraline a book first? Was that just a movie too? Yeah, it was no, a movie it was first. a book first. The book first. And this is, this isn't the first edition. This, of course, is just a hand like a paperback version. Um, I think this was. That movie. I remember having now. this one. Never seen it. This, this is the 2002 release. So, uh, yeah, th- I remember seeing this in our school library, and I remember loving it so much mm-hmm. that it was one of the books that I asked for for Christmas. And that I'm getting this. So li- I don't want to get too deep into it and get too sad with it, but I experienced a house fire when I was a kid. Yeah. Ate up everything I had. Yeah. So, like, that's another reason why I'm, I'm collecting these books now. Yeah, because what you had. back, yeah. I can't, I can't do stop motion because of Coraline, but anyway. Um, Coraline is a fantastic story if you've seen the movie it's essentially the book oh it's pretty damn close pretty damn close yeah okay um so yeah it's it's probably one of and that's also what introduced me to neil gaiman like Coraline was almost the gateway because when i was like neil gaiman this is when our school started finally getting internet brought in computers because by the time i discovered Coraline, i was in seventh grade so we didn't get computers with internet until sixth grade so this was a chance for me to like look him up, and there were like, as primitive as it was, as the like page was coming up, yeah. could, I started seeing everything he wrote. This Neil Gaiman guy. So that's when I like I was like, oh, I gotta get a hold of like American Gods. I gotta see what else like all of his short stories, like which are in collections now, which I think it's Smoke and Mirrors and Fragile Things. I think you can get, but yeah. And then like his Sandman comic series is amazing too. I, it has nothing to do with Spider Man Sandman. No, no, no. no, no. It's uh, yeah. I got the first two volumes. It's really good. I mm-hmm. really like it. I love the, I love the chapter. The well, the chapter is probably an issue when it was when it was running where they're in the diner for twenty four hours. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. That was incredible. And it's like now Neil Gaiman has become. He's in my. He's in my top tier of authors. Like everything he oh, does, really? yeah, everything he does, I'm there in line. I have to get it. Okay. Or I have to be there on the day it's released. What's the last book you brought? Uh, this was when I started this before I initially got into King because I started getting the King and Lovecraft late middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first book that ever really made an impression on me, one that really terrified me, was Shirley Jackson's. Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House. Why do I know that? Well, it was made into a movie, and then it was remade called The Haunting. The Haunting of Hill House. Okay, yep, 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 yep. So, in 60s, I believe, the black and white one, 
And then The Haunting was the one with uh, Liam Nielsen. The, the remake with Liam Neeson. Um, uh, I always get that confused with yeah. House on Haunted Hill. Just the title. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> you know what I mean? I always get those two confused. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably the best ghost story ever written. Really? Better than The House on Haunted Hill, huh? Well, House on Haunted Hill I don't think was ever a book. Oh, it wasn't a book? I don't think so. If, okay. it, if it was... It may have been like from something very obscure, but Shirley I think Shirley Jackson. This and do you know her name from anything? Mm, I, the name sounds familiar. Probably why, and I'm going to tell you. Her most famous story actually is a short story called "The Lottery." Oh my God, I love the lottery. Yes, yeah, I love the lottery. That's Shirley Jackson. Is it really? Yeah, that's a great fucking story. The lottery, the lottery, the basic premise of the lottery is a Swanton town. Mm-hmm. Okay? A, a small town. Small, small town. farm town. Small oh, farm town. sacrifice to a god or something? No, not really like to a god, but what happened was every year they had a lottery during, like, beginning of football season kind of thing, and everybody in the town, as soon as you turn 18, uh, drew a every, paper. Everybody's name gets put into, yeah, uh, like, a lottery wheel. A lottery wheel. And if you draw the one with the black spot on it, yeah, you got killed. You were sacrificed to help the harvest. I love the lottery. I read that Which is great. essentially, if you think about it, I. This is why, like, I, I think the Hunger Games is okay. I think I think the books were okay. They're they're fun reads, but. I think if I remember right, the um, it, there's a lot of connections to the lottery, and to like battle royale, you know. And so I, I read I read battle royale in high school. And I really liked it. I think even that author went on to say that she was like, oh, I've never heard of Battle Royale. Bullshit, she did it. She did. Bullshit. It's impossible. Or even the lottery. Because, like, that, that's, that's a fun story. Because not only the lottery is something that's not only is it just in almost every classic horror collection, it was made into radio shows, too. And it's also a movie. It was also I, a movie. I have this book I bought from Barnes and Noble a couple years ago because it was on sale for $6. $6. Like six ninety five or something, and it's a collection of a bunch of horror stories. So it might be in there. It could it's be. It's fucking She's... like eight hundred pages. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Stephen King short stories, then essentially <laughs> eight hundred pages. But yeah, like to cool. before we just, like, <laughs> short story. Short story because I'm reading it right now and fuck. See, I re- yeah, I read a bunch of Stephen King in high yeah. school and stuff. I didn't know if that was if we were having like that as a cutoff or something because no, we, yeah. we could talk about King for ages. Though. We could. But King could probably be its own episode. episode yeah. Um. You guys ever read Lois Duncan? Any of her work? Like she wrote, um, oh, I know what you did uh, last uh, summer. Yeah, yeah killing yeah. Mr. Griffin, and then yeah. um, don't look behind you. Yeah, I know. I I only want to know is I don't it realize. Been, it might was, was there was another story too. I remember seeing a lot in, in school. Is it there was a boy in the girl's bathroom? Is that one? That is a story. Yeah, there's a boy in the girl's bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That's I don't. Oh, she uh, Judy Bloom wrote on that one. Okay. Uh, Lois Duncan, she was like um, suspense thriller stuff. Yeah, I remember. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember. I remember reading. Um, I thought uh, um, "Don't Look Behind You" was really good. Uh, it's about this girl whose father is a lawyer, and they have something to do with the mob. And they have to go into witness protection, and they get a hit out on them and stuff. So she has to drop her. Like she's this top tennis star, and then she has to drop her life and essentially acclimate. But the guys, there's a guy trying to kill him, and there's like the, right. the whole ending is pretty violent for you know a book aimed at children i thought i was like 12 or something when i read it i'll have to look into that one i i re- here's the thing i know of i know what you did last summer but i've never got around to reading it yeah it's um, uh it's um how it's, is that compared like oh well we compared know to the movie the, we know how the movie is but like how is the book in general <sighs> from what i remember um because i i haven't seen the movie in probably 15 years or so since i was a kid and I've read the book since about the same time either. Yeah. But like from what I remember, the like, obviously the book isn't as violent. It's not like right. You know, it's not a slasher flick. <laughs> um, but I, again, I don't remember how it ends. I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember that it's then like uh, they run over a kid coming away from a, a drunk like they're a drink. They were at a party in the hills and they were drinking. Right. And they run over a kid. So that's what that's what I know what you did last summer thing was. But it's I'm a. I'm gonna say I'm not 100 sure, but I'm gonna say it's not as violent because it's it's aimed at kids. Right. Like it's like a tween book. Yeah, yeah. There's teens. probably no killer with a hook for the hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. But yeah. No, I, <laughs> sure. I I used to like reading Lois Duncan and Judy Bloom and that stuff. Nice, the pinballs. Man. You guys ever read the pinballs? No. Pinballs. No. Yeah, it's about these orphans. Nice. Like there's these. Oh shit! Oh man, I can't believe I forgot. Um, <laughs> what is it? Um, 
It's like my giant or something like that. The giant. It's this kid. He's got um, this kid. He's got I think cerebral palsy and he can't use his legs and he has crutches. And then there's like this kid who comes from a troubled house. Uh, big bulky guy. They made it into a movie in the late nineties. Um, but like they become oh. best friends and he believe and it's told from the 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 slow kids perspective yeah and like how how they become friends and stuff and the the the, the kid um oh god i wish i could this just popped into my head just now <laughs> i wish i could remember this it's not called my giant no no it's called the something but it's not giant i'll remember it i'll remember it when this is long gone and you guys have <laughs> you guys have hit stop on your on your podcast player there's also i am the cheese you guys ever read i am the cheese no no oh, that's like um, a, that's a futuristic book. It's what told about? like diary entries and stuff. Nice, nice. I am the cheese. I am the cheese. I, I am the cheese. I have to look into those. Um, what about Hank the cow dog? Never heard of Hank the cow dog. No. You mentioned that in the thing. I looked it up, and I don't. It it does not ring any bells. Oh, Hank the cow dog, dude. He was great. He is. Um, I guess you could say anthropomorphic. Like he he talks. Like, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if he directly talks to his humans that are in the book, but he's essentially the sheriff of this western frontier town and he solves crimes like he's essentially a sherlock holmes dog in a western setting oh my god and it's <laughs> that awesome. sounds great it's great and like i remember i haven't read one in years but i remember the writing being quip being easy to read i remember the the mysteries themselves being very intuitive like it, you along as you're reading you're like oh shit who could it be what what could be happening and it's like you're following with these adventures with hank that's and cool. like I don't know, like, he's like he's an old rugged. He he's treated and written almost like an old rugged sheriff, you know. Like, <laughs> or oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. Yeah. So like, as a kid, uh, I was big into movies, and we're leading into the big thing. Uh, but anyway, but as a kid, I was big into movies, and one movie influenced me a lot because it scared the shit out of me. And it was because of one scene in particular, but that movie was uh, called The Blob. And it wasn't the original from the 50s, it was the remake. And and the scene that scared me the most uh, was when they were in the hospital in the beginning. Okay. And The Blob is eating the kid and he's reaching out and you can see oh, him yeah, being the, devoured. The, the classic scene. Yeah, scary. Yeah. So we had a book assignment that we had to write our own book. And I decided to do The Blob 2. My okay. version of the sequel to the movie of the 90s. Yeah. The 90s version. And uh, I called it Blob the Revenge, of course. And the whole book, which I don't know how long the book was, it was illustrated and stuff by you know by me doing it, but it was for class and grade. But it was uh, the Blob was uh, was loose on um on on a passenger train from New York to L. A. Okay. So all the all the um, uh, dangers and all the claustrophobia phobia of the Blob on a train. You know, and what would happen. But because the reason why I'm bringing that up is because Ryan, my best friend Ryan here, found a book that he well, wrote. Didn't... I've had this. I have yeah. kept this. And also, just to interrupt, I thought, I, I looked it up, and the book's called Freak the Mighty. Freak okay. The Mighty. So, Freak the Mighty. Into that. so uh, best friend Ryan wrote a book, and I'm going to let him just go full on on in here. <laughs> but the reason I talked about the blob was because the same thing happened with me. What's happened to Ryan? Uh, when it's... Ryan was 10 years old, he had to write his yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Before he gets like before he gets into it, same thing with like we essentially would have the same thing. Like, yeah. There was always that you know come up with your own story, and mm. just mm. briefly and one I remember that I always loved and I want to kind of make it adult now, but it's uh I don't remember the title, but I remember it was about a kid whose lunch always got stolen by bullies. None. He can never have his lunch, so I wrote it as like well he experiments in his basement with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and he like mutates it and puts it in his lunch and he's like you know I pretty much he whispers and he's like tomorrow you're gonna get the one who you're you're the one who's gonna get to eat <laughs> and he puts in his lunch so box. it's like your little shop of horrors in a way in a sense yeah so he gets to the lunch room and when the bullies are there to collect their due he hits the lunch box opens up and this this peanut butter jelly sandwich starts eating everybody in the cafeteria and as it eats it grows and blobish yeah that's nice so that's why like when you talked about it reminded me of that story i remember writing nice so uh best friend ryan what do you have to show to the world okay what so, is this so you guys won't be able to see it so i'm not really showing you but you can hear about it and yeah, hopefully go. that's good enough um uh fourth grade so 1999 or maybe 2000 i think it says in here i was 10 so it would have been 2000 
Um, we had an assignment, like he said, where I had to write a book, and everyone, the whole class had to do it, and we had to get up and present them to um, present them in front of the class. So we just had to read it. So it's illustrated, and we type we typed up the stories. We print we had to print them out, cut them, glue them in, then draw around them. And this book is called King Crater, uh, which is misleading because King Crater is not the main character. Um, he's the bad guy, which I, I think <laughs> as a 10-year-old is fairly creative. Um, so King Crater is a king, but he is an elected king. He gets elected king of Planet X. He faces uh, – he uh, run, goes up against this guy named uh, Kraft. Kraft. So you, 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 were, you were dabbling in misconception well before you even know probably what it meant. Yes, so, exactly. So, so, is, so, is, so I'm that guy. Is King Crater Trump, essentially? Uh, well, here's the thing. You, I think Crater only has one line in the whole book. <laughs> Get my nephew. I think that's the only thing he says. So, like, Zweebo is the main character. It's Kra- uh, Crater's brother. And uh, for some reason, they don't get along. I can't really... I don't remember exactly why. So, the opening. Okay, so how, here's how it starts. It was time for the election. The candidates are Crater and Kraft. Now, I'm, I'm 10 years old, so my, you know, writing isn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> it was time for the election. The candidates are Crater and Kraft. Kraft's promise was to be fair to everyone. Crater's was to let people have fun. But that was a lie. Trump. Uh, next page. Crater wins. Uh, there's only three thousand people that live on Planet X, so it wasn't a hard election. He got, you know, two thirds of the vote. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking down the population <laughs> by like two thirds. When the election That's was clever. over, Crater became the new king of Planet X. This is him celebrating, you guys. I don't know if you can see that. Um, he's 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 like throwing his his robotic fists. No, in the no air. what is this now down here? Um, like at his feet. Now is so, he just like is okay, he like a floater? Is, so I float? should go. I should go into detail. I apologize. Um, again, like just like anybody presenting their own works, I am nervous about this presentation. However, uh, Planet X is inhabited by robots. Um, essentially, everyone except for maybe a few characters are robots. And King Crater, uh, he flies. All the ro- most of the robots, they fly. So he has this little, these little vacuum lines or hover lines. So he's hovering. Oh, okay. So that's like that's like the uh, the the propulsion air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, the reason why he needs to fly, uh, well, actually, probably backwards logic here. He has a cape. Um, oh. It's a robot with a cape, and I'm pretty sure I gave him a cape because he flies. Right, I'm right. I'm pretty sure that's It was why essential at that time. It was, yes, for a robot to wear a cape. But not Superman <laughs> lives, though. Can't have a cape. Anyways, so Zweebo, and his, uh, Zweebo is Crater's brother. says, uh, this is not going to be good, said Zweebo. This is going to be the worst three years of my life, which he's king. I don't know why he's elected. But anyways, said cheese, which <laughs> – so here's the best part. I'm sorry I'm getting – I'm like, this is going out of order. But this is a planet full of robots. Uh, it's inhabited by robots, essentially, except for this one character, who is an anthropomorphic tube of cheese, and his Fuck name yeah. and his name is Cheese, spelled C H E Z. I know it's it's tricky, it's different, it's special. Like like I was saying to you earlier in our message, anything anthropomorphic is fucking awesome. Like when you when you put humanistic traits to anything that's not human, you're it's gold. Yeah. It, it's 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 narrative gold. So here's okay. So here's a good. I'm not gonna go through the whole book. It's it's you know like ten pages, whatever. But here's some insight into where my mind was at age ten. Two weeks later, Crater made new rules. Everyone on the planet hated the new rules. Crater put most of the people in jail. More than half the planet was in jail. Crater got money for doing nothing. Crater made higher prices for everything. That so cocksucker. That that motherfucking robot. So. I have this one uh, illustration that's just rules, squiggly lines, numbers. It's not a big deal. But on the next page, I have the price increases. So they live on Planet X. <laughs> Rocks now cost a dollar ninety-eight. Bullshit. Craters. Craters. Oh. With an E, because Crater King Craters both an O. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> um, are nine ninety-five now. God, I remember when they were eight ninety-nine. I know <laughs> houses. Houses increased to $295.26. God damn it. <laughs> Why am I not living there? And here's the best part. Now, it's it's, it's it's generic, so you don't know if it's like renting or if you're actually going to the theater, but movies now cost eight fifty. That's that's that's, that's a sign of the times. Yeah. You were basing you you were basing your knowledge off of what it what it cost to go to the theaters then, mm-hmm. weren't you? I think it might have been movie rentals. Oh. Because I, I wouldn't go to the movie theater a whole lot when I was younger. But there was a movie there was a video store just down the block from me. But anyways, uh, so wait, wait, wait. He 
He drew a castle. Yeah, it's a castle. He's a king. Yeah. Kings need castles. <laughs> you need a castle. Like the logic is. Like, yeah. I don't know why no, I love the it. castle. Does he have a moat? No, but he oh. does. Well, he does have a drawbridge. So. Oh. So. You need to George Luke at this and put a fucking womp rat in the background because you've always wanted it. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Crater invites Zweebo and Cheese over uh, to to his new lair, his new his new palace and mansion. And then he imprisons them. They're in jail. Um, but they sneak out and all this stuff. There's a, there's a sinister looking crater with one of his guards, nice. which I don't know. I don't know how the feet work. It's just like one pad. <laughs> so and he's got this weird little bump on the top. I don't know if that's his nose or just like, a, he's like a walrus. So like that, that fin is what also see, helps propel him. See, I think he might all, like, I think he might've been a fish at that time. I'm not sure, but they have, anyways, he kidnaps his son, Zarth. His Zwebo's son is named Zarth. That's a that's a strong name. That's you a healthy are, name. That's are, a name you bring into the business meeting, and you're like, I don't fuck with that guy. You are very creative, young man. Thank you. Um, but so he goes and he goes to Cheese's house, flying with the note he finds, uh, he found with from Crater. Crater signed his name. Oh yeah. So yeah. you always want to sign your your threatening uh, kidnapping notes, especially if they're to your brother. Uh, but he's the king, so like, what what's that Clint Eastwood movie? Uh, where where Hugh, er, where Gene Hackman kills a dude even though he's the president? Oh, um, absolute power is that it? I think so. Or he has in, absolute. He, he, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Richard Nixon of. I was, of trying, I, was X. I didn't know between that or in the line of fire. I think, but I think it's absolute power. absolute power. Anyways, so and and uh, it just goes on like that. He, they go and they rescue the son. Uh, there's a sweet scene where cheese, um, as a tube of cheese, uses the cheese inside of him to fight a guard. I drew him uh, jumping in the air and shooting it through his nose, which would be the tube, the the the, the tip of the tube. Where of course. Like where your toothpaste or your cheese whiz would come out of. Yeah. Um, they have an epic battle. It leaves Crater in uh, pieces. And here's a fun little thing if you guys ever, uh, if you guys out there are lucky enough to have the chance to view this. This page, uh, they're not numbered, so this random page is also the back cover. So... Oh, there you go. There you go. See, look, I have him, I have Crater in full, and then on the back cover, he's beat to shit. So nice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Zweebo saves the day. There's another election. He goes against Kraft. Zweebo goes against Kraft in the election. Was that to? Was was Kraft in part of Cheese? Were you trying to connect that by any chance? I'm pretty sure I was. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was. I can't tell you now for certain, but I'm pretty sure because it's spelled the exact same. Yeah. So it's A R A F T. There was there was there was there was a dinner night where you you had some scrumptious craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Probably I did. SpongeBob. I fucking ate, I fucking ate mac and cheese. That's why I'm so big. By the way, guys, just so you know, in two years, SpongeBob is 20 years old since I just said that. Just so you guys know. Yeah, no, we're old. That's the whole point of this podcast. 1999. Like, the whole point of this podcast is we're fucking old now. Yeah, we're getting Our old. childhood is over. It's over with. Well, everybody, uh, we really do appreciate you guys downloading this episode, the newest episode of Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our opening song for it, because uh, he's back. He's the man behind the mask. Any fool. No, you didn't like that? You're like, you screwed at me. You're like, fuck you, Jordan. You're no, a fucking no, no, idiot. No, 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 yeah. I'll let you have your moment. Let me have my fucking moment. <laughs> Am I a painkiller? Uh, but no. <laughs> uh, no, but thank you so much for uh, for listening to this episode. Uh, I, I had a great time with Brother Brandon and also best friend Ryan. Uh, we'll be back for another episode uh, very soon. But make sure to check us out at Movie Guys Podcast. That's right. Podcast is a part of Movie Guys Podcast. Well, check us out at MovieGuysPodcast.com. Also on the main feed, which is MovieGuys.Podbean.com. And on iTunes, search Movie Guys Podcast. You'll find all these episodes. And uh, Brother Brandon, he has his own shows he does on the side, too. So, Brother Brandon, take this yeah. time. Where can we find your shows? Uh, well, I think Pod, I, they're not essentially, they're not up and going yet. I just did the first one for my main show. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to start off with Podbean. And then one, probably within a month, I want to put together my own website. But the main show is called Don't Bend the Page Podcast. And essentially, it's everyone's aware of the old mass market paperback books. Um, from the mostly from the 70s and 80s because that's when the horror boom was high. That's when sci-fi and adventure these books could be bought pennies on a dime, pretty much. They were cheap, but now they're just swept under the rug. 
They're they're long forgotten. You, no one knows what some of these stories are. And the first episode I did is a book called Toy Cemetery. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about it, and I wanna I wanna. That's what the show will essentially be. It's about these books, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be a biweekly show. I'm gonna read the entire book, and I'm gonna review it. Essentially, what podcasts out there are with uh, cult movies. I want to do with books. I want to do with books that are never heard of, never talked about. So that was the first episode, Toy Cemetery. I recorded it already. I'm in the process of editing it. The next book will be called Into the Pit. And and it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to go down this fucking rabbit hole of, of horrible prose. And I'm hoping people will join with me. Uh, another podcast, since that's bi-weekly, a podcast that will be weekly is called Late Night Rentals. And that will be cult movie reviews. These are movies that I think no one really talks about. Like, so just to give you a rundown of some of the movies, it's like Abominable, 2006, a uh, Bigfoot movie, which I fucking love, no one talks about. Um, the original Django from 66, uh, a Japanese kaiju movie called Daimajin. Like, these are movies I, I just never hear about, so I'm going to do that as well. That'll be the filler in between Don't Bend a Page. So one week you'll get Late Night Rentals, the next week you'll get two. You'll get Late Night Rentals and Don't Bend the Page. So yeah, that's something I, I'm hoping you guys get excited for. I'm going to be releasing very soon once I get it edited. And yeah, so once I get it uploaded, probably by next episode or two episodes down, I'll be able to have the information of where you can find it. Awesome. And again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. Again, check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. And on iTunes, search Movie Guys Podcast. You'll find all these awesome episodes of podcasts. And also other shows are part of the B-Roll Network for Movie Guys podcast as well. Uh, Brother Brandon, best friend Ryan, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. And we'll talk to you guys next week because we have a special episode next week. Take care. It's going to be some snap into a slim jam. Nice. (laughs) Have a good night.